child is born with no state of mind. What's up, friendly people? It is I. You know who I am. I know who you are, some of y'all. Just like to say thank you to everybody that um, chose to listen to me. And, you know, like I said, I don't hear no feedback from anybody. <laughs> if you are giving me any kind of feedback on Apple iPod, I mean, Apple uh, Podcasts, I can only see, I can only see comments. I can't comment on comments. So if you, you know what that means, then okay. So if you sent me something like that on Apple, iPod, I mean, I uh, podcast, I don't know why I say Apple iPod. Must got an iPod in my head or something. But anyway, I'd just like to say thank you and give a quick shout out to my uncle, Graylin Palmer. That's my, my uncle, one of my main mans. <laughs> he's, the, he's the uncle that I always wanted to be because he was, he he is a cool guy and um, I love him and just got through talking to him not long ago. I was trying to get the origin, the origins of our family. So I had a couple of questions for him, and lo and behold, we didn't get a re really a chance to get around to that. And he wished me a happy Father's Day because he said that um he got a Father's Day message that I sent him last year, and he said he meant to get in contact with me, but, you know, I didn't really press him on that or anything like that because I already know that, you know, it's, his circumstances, his wheels are going as fast as mine. So, you know, I just, I just chalked it up at that. So he said he was going to give me some advice about um, health and nutrition because he was always, he's always been on that health and nutrition kick to where um, it was funny. He used to be like that. And he's one of the main reasons why I listen to reggae today. And, I thank him for that because reggae music is very, very instrumental. And if you can just really listen to it instead of just listening, if instead of just you have to really sit down and listen to reggae and you'll understand the lyrics. If you just if you don't pay attention to it, then it'll just fly right over your head, over your head. And it's no use for you to even consider listening to it if you haven't really sat down and listened to it but one of the one of my uh, favorite groups is uh steel poles um black eru uh shoot peter tess of course bob marley um ziggy marley you know the whole Marley family. I'm going to pause you for a minute. Well, hello, everybody. 
My name is Kareem Dwayne Palmer, and I just wanted to let y'all know that I do also have apparel. And if you don't know what apparel is, it's clothing. Uh, I have t-shirts, I have a mug, probably a bag or two or something like that. Oh, and also I have face masks, hoodies, uh, unisex shirts. So check me out. Check my store, online store, at Bonfire. Well, it's bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash PBCDP wear. And it's all one word. So yeah, just check it out. Check out my merchandise. And please buy. Okay, I'm back after a <laughs> break. This seemed like it was a long time. I apologize for that. And like I was saying, my uncle is an inspiration for me to listen in to uh, reggae music and liking reggae music because he, you know, we grew up listening to it and he kind of introduced us to it. And before, all I knew was Bob Marley and I didn't know anybody else, but yeah, but he opened up a whole nother door and, you know, and for that, I appreciate him for that. So I just had to call him. I just called him out out of the blue and like I said I wanted information from him but we talked about so much so much of um other stuff that we didn't really get in, get a chance to really talk I guess he said something about he had, he was on his way to an appointment so I had talked to him while while we were um while he was going to his appointment but uh, the reason why I mentioned him is I know it was one story that I did not tell. And it was about, it was a father, my father's story. Another father, my, about my father. So we, one summer, we spent the entire summer down on, in Burns, Tennessee on a farm. And it was a very good experience. At first, I didn't like it because we were working like a D-O-double-G, but that was to be expected. And then I didn't look at the picture. I didn't, I didn't see the picture until I got a lot older. And the reason why we were down there is to make us hard and make us into men. And it wound up being, it wound up being my, uh, me, my younger brother, um, my older brother, he was around there somewhere. And I, I believe my sister, was she still, I can't tell you where my sister was. I couldn't tell you where she was. I think she was down there. I don't know for sure. Don't quote me on that, but. I think she was down there. I don't know for sure. I can't remember. But we had spent the summer down there. It was the summer of my uh, senior year. And I had a little girlfriend. 
Yeah, and we had just started going together. And she wrote me a letter that was about seven to eight pages long and had my favorite perfume that that she wore. And the funny part about it is um, I had that letter still to this day and I, I smelled it and you could still smell a little perfume in it. But I, I just kind of chuckled when I, when I smelled the letter and it still smelled like perfume. But anyway, we had spent the majority of the time down there, me, my um, younger brother and my stepbrother. And we all, me, um, worked and tilled and cultivated and planted seeds and you named it, cut grass, you name it. The days that we didn't have to go out there when it was raining and we stayed at home, we stayed in the house and you just looked out, looked out the window and just to see all of our progress, all the beans and the, and and everything that we picked and everything that we had grown, we sold on the market. And as, you know, other stuff we still had, like um, the bushel of strawberries that we plant, I know, that we picked before, prior to coming down south. And we sold them right there on the, in the market in Nashville. And I, I liked going to the market in Nashville because, for one, it just made me feel it was a great experience. It was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. And I thought that was something else. I thought that was something else. One of the best experiences that we had was selling on the market. And it was really, you know, it was like an eye-opener. Because for one, we were like downtown in um, Nashville, downtown Nashville. And it just seemed like it was just built on a hill a mountain and it was like it's just so beautiful and I used to like being on the market sailing and I, you know like I said I didn't really get the concept or dig the concept of of all of that until I got much older and it learned me it was a very valuable lesson that I had to learn and it was a very humbling experience, too, to say the least. It, it was very humbling. I got a chance to meet some some people, and it was the first time I ever heard my father get mad at anybody else. And I tell you what, we were about to fight one time. My father, this one guy was just messing with him and he went off on that guy oh did he go off on that guy and we thought we were gonna get into a fight 
The dude thought he was stupid. My father told him, had to tell him, you think I'm stupid. He said, and that's one thing that I ain't stupid. I ain't, I, you know, told him he wasn't stupid. And it was like he was getting ready to, I saw that man's life flash before his eyes. That's weird, isn't it? I saw his life flash before his eyes. <laughs> now, before, before my eyes, I mean, his life, not my life, but his life. But, yeah, he was going to get mollywopped that day. You know, he was going to get really, you know, like my, he was going to get his back dirty. And when, when I mean back dirty, that means you get hit so hard that your back hits the pavement. So, hence, back dirty. <laughs> that was something that we came up with. But, like I said, it was a very humbling experience. Very humbling experience. We got to do stuff that we we had to do stuff that we have never done before. I have never in my whole life pitched watermelons before. And I tell you what, it was an experience that you just have to experience yourself. It was nothing like it. Nothing like it. I mean, for us to get up at five, six something in the morning and pitch watermelons. And we're not talking the little small ones. We're talking the big ones, the big round ones, the big long ones. And you have to be real quick. Got to pick them, pitch them. Then when you catch them, it was like a semi-truck with the panel sides and the top was off of it. So what we will do is we will unload the whole semi. We will start, we started at four or five in the morning. Now picture this, four or five in the morning. And it's late. I mean, you know, there's no lights or anything like that. And watermelons are coming from you, coming off the truck at like speeds of probably five miles an hour, which is not too fast. But, I mean, if they're coming off the top and then you got to catch them, got to catch them, got to catch them, got to be real sharp, real sharp, real sharp catching them, stacking them, catching them, stacking them, catching them, stacking them, catching them, stacking them. And we just did this, did this all day. We, we did it for about five hours. It took us five hours to unload a semi-truck full of watermelons. I kid you not, it happened. You think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? Ask my brother. But I tell you what, it turned us into men. And I tell you what, when I got out of, um, <laughs> this is funny. No, but when I got to marching band camp, when we got back home, I had guns. I had 
a beard. I had a full beard. I was stocky. Shoo. That farm work is nothing like it. Chopping wood, um, planting, everything. But it was a very fun experience. And, I, you know, like I've been saying, it, it was one of those where you would have to experience it. If you never experienced it, then you got to sometime in your life to do farm work. Oh, my gosh. And it's very rewarding, too. I never thought it was so rewarding, but it's very rewarding. For one, you, you get to eat from what you planted. Everything that you planted, you know, you could you could eat it. You know, fresh vegetables right out of the garden, fresh tomatoes and and just it just a taste alone, green peppers that just came out of the garden, you know. We weren't fortunate enough to get our own watermelon, but my father, he was on a constant hustle. He would take his truck. He had a refrigerated truck that he would take to Atlanta. Or he would leave that park there. And then he would take his other truck to Atlanta and pick up produce from Atlanta. And he, I remember, he had came in from, the, from Atlanta and he had yellow meat watermelon. Now, if you don't know yellow meat watermelon, my gosh, the sweetest, the sweetest. Oh, my gosh, just to see that yellow color. When you open up that watermelon, you see that yellow color inside. It's just amazing, and it tastes just so good. It tastes so good. But that was then, and the experience that I had, my father would barbecue, I think one particular time, he barbecued while we was down there, and it was turkey legs. Should I say any more? He put them in a slow cooker. Let's just say, my father has a saying, it makes your tongue slap your eyeballs out. <laughs> and it did, that it did, that it did. But I tell you what, that was just the best eating. And then you, you combine that with fresh vegetables too. Oh my gosh. You guys, y'all don't know eating. Y'all do not know eating unless you get it off the farm. If you eat off the farm, the the labor, the labors of your love and attention to gardening, it's it's oh my gosh. If you haven't worked on a farm, you are deprived. Your life, uh uh, no. 
No, and I'm not saying that my life is better than yours, but just the experience of working on the farm, sitting there, shucking purple hall um, peas, picking tomatoes, weeding the garden, doing the beans, the beans, the crowder beans and everything, training them so that they can go up the Go up the string and everything. Oh my gosh, you don't know what you're missing. Getting picking okra. Ugh, hate okra. But hey. Squash. Oh. Getting fried corn and then squash in it. Five fried corn. Fried sweet corn with squash in it. That is the best. The best. Mm, mm, mm. Nothing like it. Nothing like it at all. But that was back then. I feel bad that, that I wish I could, that my kids experienced that. I'm working on a farm, but, you know, they're a little bit older now, and it's a long story why they didn't get a chance to go and be able to experience what I experienced. You know, everybody's gone. Well, my father's gone, and it's just not the same. I try to relive it by having a garden of my own, but it seemed like I was the only one doing the labor, and that was something that I just didn't like. I just didn't like that. Then I got to the point where, you know, I had the days where I felt good enough to go out there, but then it was too hot. And in the days that I didn't feel like going out there, it was just right. The conditions were just right. But it's hard to be on dialysis and do a garden too, especially when you're newly on dialysis but hey what can I say I got a chance to spend the summer with my father on the farm this has been the PBCDP which stands for podcast by Kearney D. Palmer And the stories that you hear from this podcast is from my heart, not made up. Everything that I tell you, I have experienced it. And again, I would like to give a shout out to my um, Uncle Graylin, if he is listening or if any of his friends are listening. Just want to just say that my Uncle Graylin... He 
is an inspiration to me. You know, he he's the man. And like I said, when I was old, when I was younger, I always wanted to be Uncle Graylin. I always wanted to be my Uncle Graylin, but I had to be myself. But you're talking about a phenomenal human being. He wasn't perfect. I didn't expect him to be perfect. But like I said, he was a very inspirational person. Very inspirational. So I'm just going to wrap this episode 138 in a big old black bowl. Smack it on the ass and send it off. Send it out. Like I said, this is episode 168. And just a little, just a little reminder. I still, I still have shirts and masks and I got a couple of mugs. I got mugs and t-shirts and hoodies. I even got face masks for sale. All of it is for sale. And I think I got sweatshirts. I don't know for sure. I designed something the other day. But it has my old logo. And it also has my new logo on it. So just check it out. If you um, if you get a chance. It's bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash PBCDP where and it's all one word and it'll also be on the description of this this episode also and i'll throw in um some other stuff i'll throw in some other sites a friend of mine and my son and and for um for this episode that's a wrap And I will see y'all soon. I'm going to crawl into bed. Bye for now.